Hello and welcome to the March 26th, 2021 edition of the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to the new Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe and it is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. So, there's been a lot going on everybody and if you have not discovered that just simply by looking at my Facebook posts and the status of the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast has certainly been changed. Every single episode has been removed. Um, There are probably a few podcasting hosting sites that you can obtain those podcasts from. Um, I'm doing my very best to rip them down off of everywhere. And we will get into that in a little while. I do want everybody to know, those of you that are new listeners that have not heard those episodes, there will be an opportunity for you to hear them. I promise you that. Um, we are working out the details in terms of how we're going to get that to everybody. But for now, I will tell you this. I mean, first off, I have to thank so many people. I have been getting a large number of donations, and I really, really appreciate it. I, ne- I, I never thought in my wildest dreams that that would happen. Um, listen, I'm not... I'm not going to be rich. I may not even be able to buy, um, you know, a hamburger with uh, the money that I'm getting. But I don't care if it's a penny. It still means the world to me. And I want you to know, those of you who are donating money, I ask that you please, although I do get a notification that I've been donated to or sponsored, so to speak... Um, please email me, let me know uh, that you have done so, especially if you are searching for downloaded episodes of the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast, because, I'm sorry, old episodes of the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast, because I will, first and foremost, address that with anybody who has made a donation. I would be more than happy to um, send you literally whatever episode you would like. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to go about it yet which is why that I ask you, uh, give me a couple of days, maybe a week or so, to figure this whole thing out. Um, I want you to know this has nothing to do with money. This has everything to do with the, and you know what, I'm just going to say it, the piece of garbage out there who continuously has done whatever they can to ruin Mr. Joe. And, I, I, you know, I, I told you I told you that I was not giving up, and I'm not going anywhere. But here's the thing. Um, Whoever this person is, well, it's the ultimate, guys. And, you know, at some point, this would have happened. But ultimately, what it comes down to, and I'm not going to share the messages, although that may come later on, not necessarily in this podcast. But I want everybody to know probably a week ago or so when all this went down and, you know, Mr. Joe started posting things on his Facebook about that person, quote unquote, being out there again and doing everything that they can do to hurt me. 
Um, it all started like a week ago, and I knew it was starting because the phone rang, and it was Mr. Joe's mom. <laughs> now, again, I'm going to play that message for you at some point. Um, we will probably review narcissistic personality disorder because this is the epitome of narcissism. And, um, you know, unfortunately, my mother uh, has made some horrifying threats, um, not just on my voicemail, but my friends, my wife. I mean, it's, it's just a shame. It really is. And I really hope that my mom doesn't hurt me in some way or another because I have it now on, on a recording that she's going to hurt me. So, I, you know, I got my guard up. I'm prepared. But little does mommy know. She thinks that this podcast was made to hurt her. And the truth of the matter is, guys, she is no different than anybody else out there who requires help, who is lost, who is unsure of what they are experiencing, and they just need some answers. That's my goal, my ultimate goal here. And let's just refer to Mr. Joe's mom here. My ultimate goal here was to at some point have this woman turn on my episodes. Now, it's not going to be easy because she has no idea how to work a computer. And I know she has not gotten there yet. I know that her complaints and her screaming and her yelling are all about the synopsis or the, um, the description of Mr. Joe's podcast. She was not happy with the fact that I called her an alcoholic and my dad an alcoholic. And you know what? I got to tell you, my father, who is deceased, she's right. There's no reason. There's no reason to put him in. So I did change the uh, description a little bit, and I ended that off uh, speaking about how I'm abused my entire life because the abuse has continued. Here I am, 45 years old, and this woman is still abusing me. Um, she needs to face the facts. I wish to God that she would just turn on a podcast and listen so she could understand what a sick woman she is. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. Here's the problem, though, guys, with narcissistic personality disorder, and we've already talked about this, we've reviewed it, you know, most of the time they have no idea that they have narcissism. Um, it's, it's crazy, and I had no idea. I had no idea until it was really brought to my attention, until I was medicated, and until I recognized my surroundings and, you know, what I was doing to people and how I was treating people and how I was acting and... Oh my goodness, I mean, you know, you want to talk about something that hereditarily translates from a parent to a child. Well, let me tell you something. I thought that was the way to live. I thought that was the way to function. I thought being better than everybody else in the world was what I was supposed to be. I thought that I was perfect. And you know, guys, we have talked about this so many times, but here's what it comes down to. And mom, I wish you were listening because we teach our children who they are. We teach them. Our children learn by our actions. Most of the time when our children act out and they become substance abusers or alcoholics or they have a mental illness or they suffer from anxiety or depression or they are a narcissist. I mean, what do you think? That these things just pop up? Now they do. They do. I am sure. I could almost guarantee there are billions of people out there that have parents that are perfectly normal, 
Um, you know, they, they may not have proof that they're perfectly normal. They may even blame their parents like I do, but they may have perfectly normal parents and they have unfortunately grown up to be something that their parents are not and something that they're not proud of. So I'm sure that happens. But let me tell you something. The vast majority of our behavior as parents rubs off on our children. It's as simple as that. And, and I can tell you that being in the special education world, so many of the children that I see and that I work with, all depending on the parenting and their level of anxiety, technically just for that particular day, rubs off on their children and they come in anxious. If their mom or dad is anxious, they come in anxious. So this was a lifetime of abuse, which she'll never admit to, because again, she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand it. She will never admit to the fact that telling her son that she's going to hurt him in any way she can and you mother effer, you lost your inheritance. <laughs> I don't want the inheritance. God, that is the last thing that I want. I don't even think my dad wants me to have it. So lady, if you're listening and mean person who has decided to tell my mom everything, I mean, what a sicko. I mean, guys, you know, like, and I know the, 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 the sicko is listening. So whoever you are, sicko, I'm getting closer to you, okay? Because I've already con convoluted a plan here. See, the thing is, guys, so get, get ready, sicko. <laughs> Narcissists are very easy to reel in. Very easy. All I have to do is tell mommy I'm on her side. And mom, you know, again, if you're listening, I still think I could outsmart you. All I got to do is let her know I'm on her side, get in her good graces, I become her number one again, and then before you know it, she reveals the piece of garbage who decided to go to her and read about my podcast to her. What kind of a piece of garbage does that? Somebody who wants to hurt me, somebody who has decided to move on from my employment, stop bothering me in that aspect because... Whoever you are, sicko, you'll never be able to bother me again because I'm a small business owner now, so there's no employer for you to go report me to. And you know what? Once again, I have admitted the fact that I am mentally ill since 2017. It's all over the internet. I've talked about substance abuse. I've talked about alcoholism. I've talked about every disability under the sun, every experience that one person could possibly have and imagine. And I've done it all for the greater good of this world. How many times have I said that this podcast is here to help me? We get that. We all know that, okay? But my main goal in my life is to help people with a mental illness. That's what I've been put on this earth for. That's why I'm here. So I no longer care. And I know I've said this before. Hurt me. Tell everybody. I'm bipolar. I'm schizophrenic. I am a recovering drug addict. I don't care because look at me now. No, I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. I'm the furthest thing from perfection. But I'm honest. I'm loyal, I'm motivated to continue to stay sober and 
remain mentally stable. Those are all the things that I wish for my mother. I really do. But you know what? It's pretty, pretty sad. You know, like when you play a voice message and, you know, your, your mother is threatening to hurt you and cursing and yelling and, you know, and unfortunately she did it to my beautiful cousin. She left my sister alone. Why? I don't know. But she bothered my beautiful cousin. She bothered my best friend in the whole world. And let me tell you something. Their messages were no better than mine. But I, I get to hear them all. And she played them. And, I mean, he played them and she played them, my cousin and my buddy. Um, so that's what it comes down to, guys. And I don't know if I panicked. I, I wouldn't say panicked. I think it was more about the fact that I felt like I was disrespecting my dad. Tomorrow's his birthday, actually. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough, obviously, because that is a man who was my best friend. That is a man who was abused his entire life by a narcissist. And he was never able to get out of it. And I, like I've said so many times, you know, and I, and I say it to my mother's face, she killed my father killed my father. God only knows how long that poor man was laying around dead while she was hung over and couldn't even get off the couch to see where he was. Okay? I'm pretty sure she's drinking again, too. So, and listen, everything here is opinion-based, guys. Okay? For all everybody else knows, all my stories have been made up. How do you like that? Okay? None of this. All hundred and... I think we got one... 140, 140 episodes, something like that. We're around there. Every single episode has been a lie. How do you like that? Okay, let's just go with that one. All right, so Mr. Joe, actually, you know what, Mr. Joe, each episode I decided to reveal a different person who had reached out to me and told me their story, their personal story. So I hope everybody was able to relate to the last 137 episodes of Mr. Joe's stories about other people. Because, you know what, let's put it, let's put it out there. I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect myself. So, everybody, this is my statement. All of these podcasts, every single one of them that has been created since 2017 has been nothing but my opinion. And I cannot take back what I've said, but I mean it. Now, you may not agree with it. Those of you who have discovered out who I am, ooh, you know, I mean, not for nothing, everybody. Those of you who know who I am, I know who you are, which is even scarier. You know, so here you are thinking that, you know, well, he doesn't, he doesn't know it's me. Well, I do, I do. I have a handful of people that I know are to blame for this most recent event, and um, I'll get you. I really will. And when I say I'll get you, I won't hurt you. Absolutely not. I won't hurt you. But I will expose you, and I will find you, and it will be the very last time that you try to hurt Mr. Joe. As a matter of fact, this is the last time. It's not happening again, because again, my disclaimer here is that moving forward, Mr. Joe will talk about personalities. How do you like that? Now, of course, Mr. Joe's got lots of personalities. We all know that. So we will move forward and we will discuss new things on the Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast. You know, not for nothing, I even decided that I wanted to change my podcast name to make it harder for people to find me. 
And I'm still playing around with that idea. I think the, the reason why I have not, honestly, so far is because it has been such a nightmare to try and change the name of my podcast on my Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds silly, but I am in no mood to do that. I just, I don't have the patience for the social media and all that stuff. And um, I know it's just a name change, but I, it's actually the one thing that Facebook makes incredibly difficult for a person to do. So, you know what, we changed it up a little bit. I know that people um, who were looking for the podcast in the past had a difficult time if they didn't put in MR period, you know, it was almost like it didn't come up, or J-O-E apostrophe S, that made it difficult to find as well. So now we got the Mr. Joe and M-I-S-T-E-R Joe podcast and the the um the emails are all the same mr joe bp at yahoo.com and we have bipolar podcast at yahoo.com you could reach out to either one of them so there's the housekeeping 16 minutes of mr joe ranting and raving about two people one a person that is unidentifiable who has done nothing but try to hurt mr joe and two a person who is identifiable who also has done nothing but try to hurt mr joe and uh, that person being my mother. I forgot to mention, you know, many, many years ago when I was in college, horrible, horrible experience that I had. I was, and listen, I deserved every single thing that happened to me because I was not a nice person. Okay, I went around fighting. I went around bullying people as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I wasn't alone. I had a fraternity and we did most of that together. And it, and and you know, 25 years later or whatever it is, I'm pretty ashamed of what I did. Um, but, well, there you go. Here we go again, guys. And 17 minutes and 25 seconds into the podcast, and guess what? I am completely lost, and I forgot exactly what I was talking about. How sad is that? I know we were talking about college 20 years ago or whatever. I don't, I don't even remember what I was talking about. How sad. Unbe- oh, here we go. <laughs> that didn't take too long. I was, I was a disgusting person, okay? I was a disgusting person who only cared about women, cared about my fraternity, and cared about beating people up. You know, walking around like a big muscle head, picking on people. It was disgusting. My actions were absolutely disgusting. And one particular night, and I, and I believe I reported on this already, one particular night, once again, Mr. Joe started a fight. But this time around, somebody had pulled me out of it. So I, I you know, I never got to throw any punches. I never got into the, uh, into the little squabble that went down, you know, no, basically everybody around me fought because of me, protecting me. And Mr. Joe was on the outskirts watching everything as I was being held by somebody. And here's the, here's the moral of the story, guys. I, um, I was arrested. It was a sealed indictment. And um, I was arrested and put in a penitentiary for three counts. One, um, attempted murder. <laughs> I mean, uh, attempted manslaughter and gang assault. It was a $10,000 bail. Again, the beauty of it is I actually never touched anybody. I never hurt anybody. I never kicked anybody. I never punched anybody. I watched it all go down. 
And people say, well, why did you deserve it if you didn't do anything? Well, why? Because look at all the things I did beforehand. The disgusting way that I behaved. And I, guys, I know. I know we're young, you know, 19, 20, 21. I know we do stupid things. But that doesn't mean that we uh, have to be proud of them. I'm a disgrace. I was a disgrace back then. So for all the things that I never got caught doing, okay, for all the people that I punched in the face, that got laid out, down on the floor, embarrassed, okay, that was my karma. That was my karma. I deserved everything. Now, again, it did not even go to trial. It was a ridiculous thing because, listen, let's face it, guys, you know, in order to be accused or indicted or, you know, um, ultimately charged with those things, you got to put your hands on somebody, you know, and I actually did not. Uh, neither, neither did my buddies. Now, unfortunately, they did not um, have the experience that I had. I was put in the penitentiary. They were not. And well, why am I saying this? Well, <laughs> because my mother on the phone, on the most recent two messages, was screaming and saying, we should have let you rot in the penitentiary. Could you imagine 25 years later, and that's what she's going back to. And let me tell you something. It was not in the only, it was not the only time she mentioned it. She mentioned it, I believe, in both messages. So she had to go back 20, and this is what narcissism is, guys. It's all about money. It's all about proving to people that you can give and give and give and give so that they can, you know, possess you, basically. And the fact that she could go back 20-something years ago to put me down and to bring up the fact that she paid for my bail and my lawyer. I mean, first of all, she didn't even post the bail. My, um, my girlfriend's parents did at the time. I'm sure my parents paid them back. I don't even remember, guys. All I know is, isn't that what parents are supposed to do? Because, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. I got good kids. I really do. They're such beautiful children. They don't do anything wrong. But let me tell you something. If they did, I would back them up. Now, that doesn't mean I would agree with everything that they do. But if they did something wrong, I would hope that they would learn by their mistake. And I would defend them. Because I know what kind of children they are. And we all make mistakes. I mean, again, isn't that what parents are supposed to do when they love their children and not hold it over their head for 25 years? I mean, seriously, sounds a little bit ridiculous if you ask me. So here I am, I'm ranting and raving, and uh, listen, guys, I'm not going to lie. Those messages came through, and this will give the sicko, the two sickos, you know, the 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 acute, the, the, the secret sicko and the mom sicko, this will make them feel happy. I was anxious. It got to me. Immediately. It ruined my whole day, actually. I couldn't concentrate at work. I couldn't do what I needed to do with the students. Although I did, you know, it was very difficult. And then I stopped and I thought to myself, wait a second, Mr. Joe. This feeling that you have right now, that your mother has instilled in you at this very moment. Well, guess what? You felt this way every single day of your life. Every single day. And I can go back all the way, forget about my, my, my kid days. Go, let's go back to 2000, 
how she would get in the middle of me and my ex-wife and cause fights and leave messages on, a, on my voicemail. Get your butts up. I want to see my grandchildren, you losers. I mean, this is the truth, guys. This is the truth. And every single day I would go to work and I would wait for my phone to ring. And she would leave a message. And we were on talking terms and yet it still ruined my day because she always either wanted something, was demanding something, wanted it her way. Um, and it was, always, it was always an issue. And guess what? I was scared to death of her. Absolutely scared to death. Which... Again, listen, me and my ex-wife, we're never going to make it. But let me tell you something, man. Her, her involvement in my life certainly didn't help because, you know, I was scared to tell my mother no to anything. And then, you know, because I wouldn't do that, I had my ex-wife fighting with me every single day. You know, waiting for me at the door. Screaming before I could even get out of my car. Yeah, effing mother, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so, yeah, Mom, if you're listening, which I know you're an illiterate when it comes to computers, and I'm sorry, guys. I know I sound vicious. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the side of Mr. Joe that I don't like. Um, but please know, okay, you don't scare me. Your threats don't bother me. You're on tape, so I would really, really um, resist doing that and um, know that you've abused your children. Me for 45 years and your daughter for 40. Okay, so remember that. And those things, guys, don't get forgiven, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I end my episodes and I say, if you love somebody with a mental illness, you know, try to support that person the very best way that you know how. And I say that because the best way that we know how sometimes is just not to support them at all. And that's why I say that, because my decision has been made. And I have to, I apologize, guys, this ring thing, here you go. I mean, my goodness, it's not bothering me as much this week, but whew, I tell you. Let me shut that guy down. Um, God, I lost my train of thought already. I mean, see, this is what the ring, this is what the ring does to you. Oh, you know, I, I say those lines because here is what it comes down to. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, everybody, and I'm going to say one more thing about narcissism, okay? And understand this. Narcissists do not change, ever. They are lifetime narcissists. Now, you say to yourself, well, Mr. Joe, you told us that you're a narcissist. Yes, I am. And I'm disgusted by it. That's the difference. So I have more control over it, and I could pull back and see myself from an outsider's viewpoint and say... Yo, man, that's disgusting. And I could rationalize and I could, you know, because I, I'm on medication and it worked. But I'm telling you right now, the reason why I don't support that woman, and maybe I should say it better this way, a narcissist who, never, who doesn't get help, professional help, will never, ever change. That's the better way to say it. So that's why I choose not to support my mom, because she refuses to listen to the other people who tell her that she's sick. And we don't say the word sick because we want to hurt people. We say it because that's what sick means, sick. I will never forget when I had my very first nervous breakdown. And my father-in-law at the time, God rest his soul, um, he got on the phone with me 
and he said, listen, and I remember it like it was yesterday. He said, listen, he goes, your parents are going to watch the kids, and me and my wife, we're going to come there. we got to help you. Okay, why? We know you're sick, okay? We know you're sick, buddy. You're sick. That was all I had to hear. Because I took that like, you know, hey, you're a sicko. I mean, I said that 20 times in the beginning of the uh, podcast, talking bad about somebody. Well, I took that to be bad. And I went insane. I remember throwing the phone and stomping on it like a maniac. I'm not sick. I'm not a sick person. I mean, even my response alone was sick. Because I thought that I was being told that I was a sick person, not sick mentally, just, you know, one of those sickos. You know, somebody who was literally crazy, who, you know, doesn't know how to behave because they choose that path in life. That's what I took it as. And really what was trying to be conveyed to me was that you're mentally ill. It's just as serious as having a a tumor or, you know, a cancer or, um, you know, anything. It really is, guys because it's our mind and when our mind doesn't function correctly oh man you know the things that we do the things that we do are just unexplainable and i could no longer live like that i could no longer wake up the next day and live with all the regretful things that I had done. I couldn't do it. It got old after a while, guys, because in the beginning, when we have bipolar disorder, okay, we, we fight, we fight, we fight, we accuse, we blame, we yell, we scream, we punch, we kick. We feel guilty for a moment, and then we make pretend like nothing happened, and we try to go back to, you know, life in general. No, it doesn't work that way. Worked like that, that way for me for years and years and years, okay? But ultimately, I got to a point where I would do all those horrific things. I would wake up the next day. I would feel guilty. And my wife, who I married, my second marriage, allowed me to see the light, really. And what it came down was, you know, to was I would open my eyes and I actually felt guilty and was ashamed of some of the things that I did. And that's only because of the love that I had for my wife. She was able to control me 20% of the time. So that 20% of the time, because she is so powerful in her ways, you know, she was able to get through to me. And, you know, I realized, I said, man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have another two kids that are going through this you know, my two, young, my two older ones saw it their whole life. And they see their dad now in a good way. And they love it. And I love it. But you know what? I don't want my two younger ones to see my actions. And sometimes my actions are disgraceful. Still. Yeah, still. And you know, listen, it's, it's relatively far and few in between. But even this morning... Even this morning, I had an attitude now that I think about it. And you know what, guys? I don't want to get into it because I don't even want to bore you guys as to what I was upset about this morning. It was all related to my ex-wife and the driving situation and seeing my children and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's just, you know, things have been difficult because I... Basically, the child support collection place or whatever you want to call it has taken every single dime from me 
And the judge made it a point to actually call them and say, don't you dare do that. But they go into my paychecks. I mean, and I have an order and they're in violation of the order. The judge's court's order. They're in violation. But you know what? It takes time to get those things corrected. And it's really hurting us right now as a family because we have no money because they just keep taking it. And guys, we're not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars that need to be owed, you know? I mean, I'll be finished paying that in a couple of weeks, really, is what it comes down to. You know, Mr. Joe does not fall behind on child support payments unless there's a pandemic. And even then, I give what I can. So, I think I had a right to be a little bit upset this morning, but not to act that way in front of my children and not to take it out on anybody else because it's nobody else's fault. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so I am very, very happy to be back, everybody. I'm not sure what this podcast is even about. I think it's more about my me opening up and letting everybody know that I am not gone. I know, you know, sometimes, listen, many of you have emailed me like, I got to tell you, the, the emails are basically short and sweet, most of them. Like, where the hell are you, is what people are asking me. Why are your episodes down? What I'm going to do is I am going to put a Facebook post out very soon. It's going to have a list of every single episode that I have produced. Then we're going to come up with a way for those that have donated to Mr. Joe, who are still curious to listen to my episodes. We're going to figure out a way for you to access them. And guys, again, I'm, you know, it may sound like I'm talking around in circles because I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to go about this yet. But for now, listen, we know this episode is free. Okay. Um, and I would like them all to be free. I really would. It, you know, I hurt my, I hurt myself by pulling all of them off because the only way to truly make money doing this is through advertisements. And guess what? I had 140 episodes that could have had advertisements in them, but I took them down. And I gotta be honest, I am still on the cusp of putting them all back up one at a time. One at a time. You know what? I got a deal for you. How does this sound? Every single time a donation comes through to Mr. Joe, and I don't care how much it is, I am gonna put an old episode up again. How's that sound? That, that's the best I could do right now, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Listen, I may change my mind in a week. I don't know. I'm, listen, I'm not hiding it from anybody. Again, all opinion-based. You know, people may have different thought processes and, you know, different beliefs or um, feel differently about a situation that they shared with me. And I really don't care. You're entitled to your opinion and I'm entitled to mine. Okay? But the most important thing of all is that Mr. Joe is here to help others. And that is exactly what I plan to do. And to me, that sounds like a pretty good way to end the show, guys. Um, as always, if you are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness or a drug addiction, please continue to fight, continue to battle, but most importantly, soldier on. Thank you for listening to the new Mr. Joe Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day, and I'll talk to you real soon.